Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from New Jersey. You're listening to this guy from New Jersey, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to me today. It is an honor that I do not take lightly, and you're joining me here in the farm shop, right? You are all over North America, but I'm over here in New Jersey, and uh, my voice gets beamed up to the Rural Radio Channel 147 Sirius XM Satellite, which they tell me is about 20 miles above the Earth or so. That's what they tell me. Who knows if it's real or not, if that's true. And then it goes down to throughout North America. And then it gets sent through the airwaves, right, every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, and then again on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, with an encore re-air of the previous episode. And if you want to listen again, or if you missed the show, then I ask you to please go to my website, farmmachinerydigest.com. And then you could, one week after the show airs, they are all up there as a podcast. So you can listen to it forever and ever and ever. Amen, right? So uh, I'm grateful for that technology because this is all about education. And while you're there, you know, check out my website, farmmachinerydigest.com, because there's a lot of good, well, I'm saying it, that doesn't sound humble, right, good information. There's a lot of technical information, God willing, it's good, and uh, for you to use as an adjunct to both the radio show, Farm Machinery Digest Radio, and my Idle Chatter podcast, because, you know, you can't just listen, you got to read also. So check that out. Go under the learning tab, and there's a whole, there's over 100 articles there, and they are a resource for you, and they're short reads, four or five minutes, and they are uh, mobile device friendly, for, so that is important. But I need to also tell you that there's two winners of my Hot Rod Farmer license plate, and let's see who they are over here, and it is Mr. Dwayne Kimball from Callaway, Nebraska. And then Mr. Peter Martinez from Tempe, Arizona. So, gentlemen, I need for you to reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com. And I need for you to get me your mailing address, and I could get that, that right out to you. And if you heard some noise, the kittens are, uh, are running around here. You know, I recorded the farmhouse in my office, and the uh, kittens had just gone out yesterday. Well... The other day, I wasn't yesterday, for the first time. So uh, they're getting used to being outside, and then they're coming back inside so that they're safe. They're a little bit too too small to be outside with mommy all day by themselves. So, uh, But listen, to get back on track here, if you want to get into that contest, all you need to do is go to my website, farmmachinerydigest.com, fill out that form, and you, you just click and it goes right to us and then tell me where you listen from you'll get a pin in my map and i, I want to know where everybody is from more or less so i could tailor my content better to serve you and you'll be mentioned on the radio show if you don't want to be mentioned that's fine you just tell me and you will be in that contest so mr kimball and mr martinez please please reach out to me and uh i could get yet that hot rod farmer license plate so let me see what else is going on. Oh, I on next week's show, uh, I will be doing the road test of the 2022 Ford Maverick, which I know has been very, very uh, 
a lot of, I shouldn't say very well, very, a lot of people, I can't think of the proper <laughs> phrase. A lot of people are waiting with, with anticipation is what I'm trying to say for that road test. So that will be next on next week's episode of Farm Machinery Digest Radio. So uh, you could check that out. And it's a very, uh, it's going to be a very interesting di- um, uh, show with the, uh, with the Maverick. But listen, what we're going to do is go to a break, a short break. But I want you to never forget that agriculture runs on machinery, but profits on reliability. When we come back, we're going to be talking about exhaust smoke and smoke signals, right? How to read those smoke signals and what they mean. Go beyond alternative and discover a world of emerging indie artists and groundbreaking sounds on Sirius XMU. Commercial-free mix of innovative music from bands, producers, and singer-songwriters, alongside classic sounds from the artists who inspired them. Indie Music Discovery is on Sirius XMU Channel 35, or listen at home with Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, or however you stream in the house. Justin Mills here, rancher and host of the Working Ranch Radio Show, inviting you to join us on Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147. We'll go in-depth on topics that are relevant to the beef industry, plus we'll hear from meteorologist Don Day on the long-term weather outlook, and the Captain Tim O'Burn with Working Ranch Magazine will stop in for Tim's Two Cents. So join us on Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon Eastern for the Working Ranch Radio Show on Rural Radio Channel 147, Sirius XM. 100 rodeos in 100 days completely changed the name of the game in professional rodeo. For the first time in history, fans from all over the world were able to watch their favorite contestants, guys like Stetson Wright, Sage Kinsey, Haley Kinzel, the best contestants in the world, compete at the biggest rodeos in the world. Cowboy Channel launched something called 100 Rodeos in 100 Days. And the entire summer was filled with some of the greatest events in all of the world of Western sports. It caught on. You see people going to rodeos even now, wearing 100 Rodeos in 100 Days t-shirts. It was really just such a cool concept and I think brought a lot of awareness to a lot of rodeos that you might have missed before. You might have never heard about, but they were on 100 Rodeos in 100 Days, so you were hearing about it. And I think that's just so important for the world of rodeo. And to be able to see the openings with prayer and patriotism and then incredible rodeo action and the Western way of life, I think meant more to people than we'll ever know. And backed by popular demand, we will have 100 rodeos in 100 days this year too. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. During the break, I put the kittens in a breezeway. They were going to go, they were going nuts down here in my office where I record. They want, I guess they want their own show. But anyway, today we're going to be discussing smoke signals and uh, smoke signals being the color of the exhaust from both the gasoline or diesel engine. And it's very important for you to understand how to interpret that smoke if there is any. Now, keep in mind that when an engine is running properly and has no mechanical issues, you will see no smoke. There'll be no visible exhaust smoke. But just like with crop nutrition and crop health is that you need to be able to understand what that that color of that smoke is telling just like a plant if it's turning a certain color of corn leaf then you say well this is usually a nitrogen deficiency or a boron deficiency if it has like corn if it has streaks in the in the leaves so that's what we're going to be discussing today 
Now, visible smoke, as I was saying, needs to be accurately interpreted because it can be very deceiving. What may look like a major problem is not, while a serious condition may present itself as if it is nothing. And so many times in life that is the case with with other things. But due to the unique combustion process of a diesel versus a gasoline engine, the color of the exhaust smoke, will be, I will discuss that individually because there's not too much overlap there. So we have to keep that in mind. So I'm going to discuss a gasoline engine exhaust smoke first. And I'm going to start off with white smoke. Other than during warm-up on a cold day, which would be not smoke, would be condensation from a temperature inversion. This applies to diesel also. The color of this white smoke is indicative of coolant getting into the combustion chamber. Depending upon the intensity of the smoke and when it occurs, it will lead to the problem area as a diagnostic step. White smoke is traditionally accompanied by an odor from the engine coolant, which is usually a mix of glycols. It could be propylene glycol and ethylene glycol or those mixed together. So it's going to have a unique odor to the exhaust if it's burning a coolant. Now, most coolants will, as I said, produce a slightly sweet aroma when exposed to combustion. So it's something that you that you have to experience at one time to to understand or to be able to get that to get that sense for it. If the amount of coolant being introduced is very minimal, the odor may not be present. So that's something that you have to keep in mind. To get a better handle on this problem, look at the engine with an open mind. Whenever you're diagnosing something, you have to look with an open mind. Do not automatically think that it's a head gasket or a cracked cylinder head, though it may end up being that, sadly. Coolant can enter the induction path via an intake manifold gasket seal or a water-cooled or liquid-cooled, we'll call it, center section on a turbocharger. That's very important. Most turbos today are liquid-cooled. In the industry, we call it water, even though it's not It's not water. It's, it's antifreeze. It's coolant. Some glycol and water mixed together. On a gas engine, it could also come from a throttle body or under the carb or a under the carburetor heater that uses engine coolant. Now, <clears throat> they haven't built carbureted engines for a long time on road vehicles, but you may have an old pickup truck or an old grain truck or something laying around or an ir- irrigation engine or any other type of use, and it would put coolant underneath the carburetor to heat the mixture when it was cold so the carburetor would not ice up. So that is a potential leak site also. But I've also seen some engines that have a plugged or poorly functioning breather slash PCV, positive crankcase ventilation circuit. And this allows so much condensation to build up in the crankcase. There's so much moisture there that it's pulled past the rings, the piston rings, and the engine occasionally emits white smoke. So basically, in essence, white smoke on a gasoline engine is coolant moisture getting into the combustion process so now we're going to go to the polar opposite black smoke to to most people this is a rich condition but in engineering it is identified as oxygen deficient 
A layperson says it's rich, but it's oxygen deficient. There is not enough oxygen present in the combustion chamber to burn all the fuel that is being introduced. Now, this is very important since you need to not only look for what may be causing excess fuel, but for what may be limiting airflow. So it's, it's you know, just like you look at a plant, right? Do we have nutrient tie-up in the soil? So is the nitrogen there, but it's not available to get into the plant. So it's not just that we're putting too much fuel. We may not be get, allowing enough oxygen to get into the cylinder. So a restricted intake path will starve the engine for oxygen. So you may have a, some restriction there. A hose could be collapsing, plugged filter, and depending upon the type of fuel delivery method, that may cause black smoke. On a carburetor-equipped engine, look for the proper choke plate movement and full opening. Very, very, very important. Because if you have a carbureted engine, that could be a brand new engine on a seed tender, on a lawn tractor, on a chainsaw, on a multitude of different applications, is that if that choke plate is not fully opening, then you will have a or you will have an oxygen deficient combustion event and you will have a result of black smoke. Now on an older carbureted engine, black smoke during warm-up. And so you start the engine, it runs fine, and as it's starting to warm up, what we call the intermediate stage, when it's the coolant is not at ambient temperature, but it's not at full operating temperature. So that is what's called intermediate. So many farms, as I was saying, still have older older engines floating around and they're using them for a truck and a tractor, what have you. But with the introduction of the automatic choke in the early 1960s, and you won't see this on a farm tractor, but you'll see it on a truck, you'll see it on a car, you may see it on, a, on an older type of industrial engine, irrigation engine, what have you. The choke pull-off, and sometimes it's called a choke break, B-R-E-A-K, all right? So choke break came into existence. And the purpose of the pull-off was to was to pull open the choke butterfly via engine vacuum against choke spring pressure. This allowed, the choke brake allowed, for the proper amount of oxygen to burn the rich cold start mixture. So if the choke pull-off fails or the diaphragm grows old and expands, lots of times because it's a diaphragm and works on vacuum, is that it will not rupture, but it'll just it'll expand from gasoline fumes from thermal cycles. It'll lose its elasticity. It won't be tight. So even though there's vacuum applied to it, the mechanism will not be able to pull open the choke plate the required amount. <clears throat> when this happens, the engine will load up blow black smoke and possibly stall. Once it warms up, it'll run fine. So that's indicative of a choke pull-off. All right, now blue or blue slash white smoke on startup. We're still in gasoline engines. Blue smoke is caused by engine oil being introduced into the combustion event. If the amount of oil is not too significant, then the smoke may appear to be blue slash white. You know, keep in mind that the, the blue color is only a tinge of blue, and it's not going to be like, you know, Kansas summer sky blue, that beautiful blue sky that Kansas is known for. So it's not going to be a royal blue. It's going to have a tinge of blue. Again, do not necessarily think piston rings. This can be caused by the following. Fuel diluted engine oil, too low a viscosity of oil, an intake manifold gasket failure, a turbocharger seal, 
autom an automatic transmission with a vacuum modulator that is leaking and sucking transmission fluid into the intake path, a wrong, a defective PCV or breather circuit or overfilling of the crankcase. So that's all going to cause oil to get into the combustion event. If the engine only emits blue smoke on startup and then is clean, that is historically valve stem seals and possibly guides, but not likely to guide usually the seals. If the seal is bad when the engine is shut off, the hot, thin oil leaks between the valve stem and the guide and drips on the piston crown. When the engine is started, the oil burns off and then the smoke stops. Almost every engine can have the valve stem seals changed by only removing the valve covers and the rock arms. The cylinder heads do not need to come off. I have also seen bad valve stem seals cause blue smoke during an extended idle condition, such as a long traffic light. Then as the engine speed increases, the oil is burned off and the exhaust cleans up. So now that was with gasoline. Now we're going to go over to the diesel side. Black smoke on a diesel. This can also be a gray slash black color, and it represents an insufficient amount of combustion air. So it's oxygen deficient. Again, look for anything that could limit airflow, and if possible, on a diesel, perform an intake manometer test or water meter test. Typical values on a diesel engine should be about 15 inches of water for naturally aspirated engines and and readings of about 25 inches of water will be found on turbocharged engines so very very important black smoke can also be the result of an exhaust system restriction uneven cylinder the cylinder fuel distribution that's the injector the nozzle the injection pump and the piping or it could be fuel related the quality of the fuel old diesel fuel that's been laying around for a long time will have some of the volatile factions of it evaporate and not burn correctly so old diesel fuel could cause black smoke so it it, it factions it's fractions all right i always miss miss in uh <clears throat> misspeak when i say that now white smoke on a diesel diesels a diesel has more things that could cause white smoke than a gas engine they are cylinder misfire low compression in the cylinder extremely low cetane number fuel air entering the high pressure injection pump circuit a coolant leak also into the cylinder excessively cold engine coolant for the operating state due to a stuck open thermostat another cause for white smoke that changes color to gray more of a gray and is joined by an acidic odor is a burn off or regeneration <clears throat> of the diesel particulate filter and that's obviously with a tier four diesel so now in theory during regeneration there should be no smoke of any color still depending on the condition the process can begin with a generation of white smoke from the condensation that is in the unit as it comes up to burn off temperature it has to get to about a thousand degrees the system that when functioning properly will the the, the burn offs the burn off the regen system will generate no visible smoke still an engine 
with more use on it or one that has been poorly maintained can experience bouts of excessive smoke during the early stages of regeneration and oftentimes you'll see that going down the highway you'll see a you'll see a, a semi and all of a sudden it starts to smoke in front of you and you get that acidic smell and that's a regen cycle now keep in mind also that poor quality diesel fuel can result in inefficient combustion any engine oil that is getting into the combustion event will impact the regeneration process and smoke formation. Now, blue smoke on a diesel. As with a gas engine, this is the result of engine oil entering the combustion process. So it's going to be bluish smoke. I guess. Then again, it's not royal blue. It's bluish whitish smoke. You have to pay attention. Look for any region that has engine oil and a path to the induction system. Common areas external to the engine, which is that's what you want, external, not a problem inside, are the center section bearing on the turbocharger and the crankcase ventilation system. That is that is paramount, uh, a very common cause of blue smoke. A high hour or mileage engine can also have collected oil film that became liquid in the intercooler. So that's something to keep in mind, all right? It then feeds it into the engine under high boost conditions, creating a blue exhaust smoke. So if you're pushing, so if you have a bad breather or a bad seal in a turbo, you're putting some oil into that intercooler, you could have that blue smoke come specifically on high boost. You're pulling a hill, you're, you're, you're in some, getting to some, some, some tough ground when you plant and pulling the tillage tool, all right? So though none of us want to see any smoke from the exhaust, a quick response by you to this condition will also lead to less downtime and a reduction in the cost of the repair. Ignore it, and you will have to search for the problem. It will eventually become very apparent and expensive when it fails. So that is the story on engine exhaust smoke color. This is Marty Stewart. Join me as I travel coast to coast, city to city, exploring America through his sounds and stories on Marty Stewart's America Odyssey. Then stick around for the Marty Stewart Show, bringing the brightest stars and the best music straight into your home with the help of my fabulous superlatives. It all starts Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, right here on Rural Radio. We believe talent is everywhere but opportunity is not. There are many causes, but it mostly comes down to race, what their parents earn and where they live. It's made worse by unequal access to technology, healthy foods, and mentors. It's time we provide opportunities for all our kids. Nothing should hold a kid back. And if we all pull together, nothing will. Visit 4-H.org today and join us. Hi, this is Rob Keck from Bass Pro Shops, the leader in the great outdoors. Join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern for Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Join us every Saturday as we answer the call, that call to preserving our rich hunting, fishing, and trapping heritage. Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, presented by Bass Pro Shops, only on Rural Radio and the Sirius XM app. Your adventure starts right here. 
Rural Radio is the first and only national radio channel serving rural Americans on Sirius XM. Nowhere else on radio can you catch Western sports every single day, making Rural Radio the undisputed leader for Western sports coverage. Between our coverage and downloading the Cowboy Channel Plus app, you'll have access to any major Western sports news and events 24-7. Rural Radio Channel 147, the agribusiness and Western lifestyle channel. All right, if you have any questions on exhaust smoke, please feel free to reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com. And I suggest that you go to my website because I have an article on exhaust smoke and I covered a lot of things in there. And lots of times when you're, you're just listening, there's no visual component. It's hard to understand. So you could go, not hard to understand, hard to retain it. So just use that web, use my website as a resource and specifically with this article. But now it's time for the under the sheet metal segment, but we got to bring in Tex Rubinowitz, the hot rod man from Ripsaw Records. Everybody, Tex, thank you so much. And under the sheet metal today, we're going to be discussing a PID loop. As the integration of electronic controls become more common on the farm, there is a need to understand some new terms. And one of them is the acronym PID. And it stands for Proportional Integral Derivative. Now, that's quite a mouthful, I understand that. But yet, on the modern farm, on mod, the modern farm, in modern farm equipment, it's part of your everyday life. In simple terms, any mechanical system that has electronic controls to maintain a set value works on a PID loop. The oxygen sensor that keeps the air-fuel ratio correct on an engine in your pickup truck. A grain bin temperature control that maintains a certain set point. An auto steer system that keeps your tractor going straight all function as a proportional integral derivative. Very, very important. When any PID loop makes the wrong decision, it is paramount to make sure that the sensors, which are, call, which are called the feedback, are not skewing. For example, if the oxygen sensor on your pickup truck thinks that the mixture is lean when it is rich, then the controller will add even more fuel to the already incorrect air-fuel ratio. Identify all of the PID loops on your farm and equipment. This way, if there is a problem, you will approach it with the proper thought process. It does not work on magic. So that is a PID loop. And you know, and keep that in mind is that as we add more controls and feedback systems onto the farm on farm machinery, as I said, grain bin, grain, uh, grain bin controls what have you, is that they all going to function on a PID. And the sensors are so paramount because, you know, they used to say years ago when they taught computers, garbage in, garbage out. Well, the PID loop is making its decision based upon the sensor input. And if the sensor input is wrong, then it's going to make the wrong decision. So it's important for you to understand that. And I'm not saying you just jump to a sensor and start replacing sensors but keep in mind is that the PID loop all its decision making process is predicated upon the sensor telling the truth 
So if the sensor is telling the truth, then the PID loop will function fine. If the sensor is not telling the truth, then it's going to skew and then you're going to have the wrong decision and the wrong the PID is going to make the wrong decision and it's going to result in something that is not correct. So uh, that is that. But I, I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. And I want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher, and my beloved, beloved America. So pay attention to that exhaust smoke and know what's going on. And listen, I'll catch you next week. You have a blessed, blessed week and be safe. is the roots of our nation. Sirius XM's Rural Radio. Western sports, country music, comedians. It's an attitude. The rural lifestyle and the ag industry. It's not just farming. We've got everything from hunting, fishing, and conservation horses and horse training. Of news, weather, and the commodity markets. Sirius XM, it doesn't matter where you are in North America, it's always there. They'll have it in their trucks, in their combines, in their tractors. To hear Sirius XM's Rural Radio, activate your radio now. Call 844-711-8800 or head to SiriusXM.com slash go to sign up quickly. Hail is ruthless. It doesn't consider that leveling just one acre could cost you hundreds of dollars. But you have a defense. The Hail Hotline from FBN Crop Insurance. A quick call can insure you within two hours. Call 866-824-4018. That's 866-824-4018. FBN Crop Insurance Services are offered by FBN Insurance LLC, an equal opportunity provider and only available where licensed. Visit fbn.com insurance for more information. If you plan a visit to the Fort Worth Stockyards, then you'll want to mosey on in to the Cowboy Channel Bar on Exchange Avenue. It's the first and only sports bar devoted solely to Western sports. And it's a great place to tune in to the Cowboy Channel, gather with friends, and throw back a cold one. So come and discover one of the best watering holes around. And be sure to wear your hat, because the Cowboy Channel Bar is where the cowboys and cowgirls gather. Hi, I'm Rob Keck from Bass Pro Shops, your leader in the outdoors. Join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern for Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. We'll talk about all things outdoors and preserving our access to the forest, field, and water. Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World only on Rural Radio. Your adventure starts right here. This is Josh Mitchum from Jericho Woods. Thanks for listening to Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM.